This is Channel 253. In this episode of Crossing Division. The extreme conservative base of yours that tries to fold all of this into cancel culture and critical race theory and uh, we heard all of those words Mm -hmm. during this debate that your job as a leader to denounce that and to push back otherwise the extremeness of your party is going to take over your party and that that's not good for you and that's not good for anyone channel 253 is a member supported podcast network I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. Hi, this is Evelyn Lopez. Today on Crossing Division, we have Ryan Mello, Pierce County Council member, and Ryan's uh, county council person assistant... Evan. We are going to talk about pride. Pride in Pierce County. Pride in Tacoma. And we're going to start by talking about the county proclamation of pride. And I got to tell you, this surprised me because I just assumed that in the past at some point, Pierce County would have passed a proclamation saying, hey, it's pride. We're so Uh, excited. We are so thrilled that we have people who are police and firefighters and teachers and county employees and all of them who are proud members of the LBGTQ plus community. And we want to show our support for them. So I thought there had been a proclamation or something in the past, Mm -hmm. but I was wrong. (laughs) You and many others. So tell me, Ryan, what, what is the story behind this idea that we would have a proclamation in support of Pride Month in Pierce County. Yeah, so uh, you're not alone. Uh, hundreds of folks have written in. Believe it, we were told by some of our colleagues who have been on the county council for a while. This is the issue that has garnered the most constituent contact. Interestingly, even more than when the Republicans tried to um, completely get rid of the health department. Right. <laughs> so more than that, believe it or not, uh, and many many thought, what the surely Pierce in 2021, it's 2021, surely Pierce County has declared Pride Month before. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so it's the first time ever. And, you know, when Evan and I were working on the proclamation uh, with our colleagues, you know, part of, and we started, you know, about a week ago, started to get uh, a lot of pushback. It Mm -hmm. became clear to us that someone got to some of the conservative so, base. So how did that happen? So you're having meetings with your other your other county council members and saying, you know, here's the idea or here's a draft of the proclamation. And initially, did it seem like everyone was saying, oh, that sounds pretty good? Initially, it seemed fine. I had some of two of my three conservative colleagues uh, engage in conversation that I thought was very productive, offered red line uh, tra- changes, mm-hmm. which we're happy to dialogue about. Some we accepted. A lot we accepted. Yeah. Some we didn't. For example, one of the many changes that boggled my mind that they wanted was to remove the word celebrate. What? What? <laughs> so so if, it would just be recognize. recognize. We recognize <laughs> that there is something going on. That's it. Yes. Uh, and, and lots of whereas is removed around... You know, we, t- we tell the story, right, through yeah. through a proclamation like that about the marginalized community and how LGBT people are disproportionately 
um, commit suicide, disproportionately, yeah. especially youth found homeless. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, why is that? A, a lot of that is because of lack of affirmation. Yeah, the in, lack of acceptance in their family, mm-hmm. especially growing up. Right. There, there's there's a reason why there's higher. Uh, mental health issues and um, lack of civic inclusion, inclusion and and employment discrimination because of the lack of uh, acceptance. Yeah. So um, we believe it or not, went back and forth five different versions with my with two of my three Republican colleagues for the for the most part quite productive, amiable, mm-hmm. professional conversations going back and forth, accepting most of it. Yeah. Um, don't know who, but some, you know, th- this is very unusual. So someone we uh, told leaked it to another very conservative. Um, we're told the Senator Mark Melosha, former Senator. Oh, Mark Oh, yeah. Melosha. Yeah. Mark Melosha out of federal way. Yeah. yeah. Very, very connected to the ultra conservative um, religious conservative yes. base. And so they they lit up their their network um, as they did with, you know, say, Senator Jim McCune's anti-pornography Mm-hmm. <laughs> proclamation or whatever many years ago right. they, they lit up the the chambers um then so so the you know inboxes filled up phone calls uh started to come in i think well over 700 emails wow. uh, but you know so many so many folks like you said really There's, this is the first time ever so you know we're we're proud that we crossed that hurdle mm-hmm. um but you know m- m- more to share about the uh, what's what's going on in the on the inside? You know, unfortunately, at the end of the day, it was a party line vote. Uh, the four Democrats, of course, voted in favor, and um, two abstentions by two mm-hmm. of the Republicans and and one no vote. It, you know, also interestingly, f- for years and years, including the last six months of my tenure on the uh, Pierce County Council, the executive would just sign on. His signature would be alongside all seven signatures of the. Of the county council for every proclamation. Right. Last week we recognized Miriam Barnett's service to the YWCA right. for a long time, and Michael Miro's service at Tacoma Housing Authority. It's, uh, on and on and on. A- every proclamation, it's it's really standard. The county executive, he says, not coincidentally, but last week made a new policy that he would not put his name on a proclamation that did not have the. Um, support of all seven members of the county council. Right. So he just made up. It had nothing to do with pride. He right. says. Right. Oh, nothing to do with pride. But it, it's not in the charter. It's not in the charter. It's not in the law. No. And it has not been past practice. But so, but he's yeah, and he just made this policy last week, okay. not connected to pride. So we heard him. We pushed back and we said, Bruce, uh, how? Can that possibly be? It, it, we we don't know that there's seven votes on any. That's it's a violation of the, of the right. Open Public Meetings Act right. for us to, right. to count those noses. So, um, so we we can't do that. So what we're going to do is just we're going to leave your name off of every proclamation because at the county we yeah. vote on these proclamations, mm-hmm. and it's a violation of the Open Public Meetings Act to know which what, ones what the vote count's going to be. Right. Oh, good point. So so there so no longer it, will the County executives, uh, we we said, why don't you just make a decision for yourself whether you're yeah. going to put your name on, on the proclamations? That I mean, are, he could issue his own press he, release. He could issue his own proclamations, his own press releases. Yeah. He could also make up his own mind about whether or not he wants to put his name on a proclamation. Sure, but 
So there's going to be a new practice of okay. not having the executive's uh, name alongside the, the council, and we'll do them separately, I guess. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's in that proclamation. So I pulled this up off the Pierce County website, and I won't read the whole thing, although it's not very long. But listen to this. These are the controversial statements. Whereas we affirm the dignity of all people— and we call on the people of Pierce County to reflect on the importance of mutual respect and love for one another. Who doesn't like that, right? <laughs> right. Here's another. The next. Whereas every Pierce County resident should be able to live without fear of prejudice, discrimination, violence, or hatred based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. And... Whereas members of the LGBTQ plus community have contributed richly to civic, economic, cultural, and public life, and Pierce County is dedicated to fostering acceptance for all our residents, and whereas despite the progress advancing civil rights for LGBTQ plus Americans, too many LGBTQ plus adults and youth face disproportionate impacts when it comes to homelessness discrimination, suicide, and mental health, and civic inclusion. And whereas we are proud of our LGBTQ plus Pierce County employees who serve the people of our community with excellence every day. It, goes, it, it, it basically says, based on these things, we celebrate. We celebrate our people, and we celebrate love and inclusion and being a community. How can anyone stand up and say I don't support that? Yeah, that was that was really a baffling thing. There's nothing controversial in the in no. any of those whereas statements. Uh, it's all positive, um, trying to lift up uh, a highly marginalized community for oh so long. So yeah. we we wrote it positively on purpose. So I have to assume that if someone is not willing to sign this, that they are in fact not in favor of LGBTQ people having autonomy, rights, the ability to live freely, to celebrate their love, that they are against that. That's my conclusion. It's one, I think it's a logical conclusion, unfortunately. I, I was really hoping that we would have a bipartisan proclamation, especially for the first time ever. Yeah. It, it is really historic. So to me, this doesn't say very much about um, some of the county leaders and their respect or appreciation for their county employees. But I'm going to take this from sort of a Republican point of view. What does this say out to the corporate business community of Washington State? What does it say to Boeing and Warehouser and Amazon and Microsoft all of these companies that have come out very strongly in supporting pride and supporting the gay community. And it says, and these are all employers that we would like to attract to Pierce County. Mm -hmm. Are they going to come here? I mean, did we just make Pierce County more attractive or less attractive to yeah, future the, employers? The economic argument is a, a real one. And these kinds of uh, employers, they're very smart and they go after intellectual capital and talent, right? And they, they whether you're LGBT or, or not, and an mm -hmm. ally, you mm -hmm. know, don't 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 identify as LGBT, but identify as an ally. You know that these companies are very smart. They they, they know that the 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 this the talent they're after is looking for a great place to live right. and a highly accepting and inclusive inclusive place to live, 
And that's the kind of talent they go after. Mm -hmm. So I, it really does go at the heart of our economy. And all of the, you know, to your point, Evelyn, the, um, you know, I worked in legislature for uh, a few years, at, um, especially when we were running the uh, anti-discrimination law to add LGBT people to the mm -hmm. state's list of uh, protected classes. And the biggest lobby was the business community. The yeah. business community was all in. They had all of their lobbyists all in on making mm -hmm. sure LGBT discrimination be became the law of the land. And and then uh, several years later, when we were running a marriage equality law, the business community lobby was the the most effective yeah. and hard-hitting lobby. They, they know how important this is. Right, right. Well, you're absolutely right. They look at, aside from having some corporate ethics, which I think many of them do have, mm -hmm. uh, but they also look at it in terms of who's our customer base, who are our employees, and our employees are going to be generally um, have high skill sets, um, maybe very well educated. We want to attract people from a broad cross-section of the community with the best skills available, and none of that is going to be furthered if we have discriminatory policies, if we are saying to a significant portion of our community, you are not welcome here. And I wish that um, those individuals who maybe have a more conservative view of the world, maybe a more religious conservative view of the world, understood that, you know, when you bring your personal religious beliefs that are exclusionary into the political sector, you are sending a message. And the message is, you know, we have signs that we put up, right, say hate has no home here. Mm -hmm. Well, the message in Pierce County is actually there's some room for hate here. Unfortunately, how do we sell that? Yeah. E Evan had to field most of these emails and phone calls in our office. Yeah, it was an interesting experience. I think, um, I guess, maybe a little bit naively, I was not necessarily <laughs> expecting uh, the degree to which uh, both the volume, I mean, Evelyn, to your point earlier, um, it is. it was pretty clear that it was something that was um, being pretty, pretty tightly organized um, in opposition. I mean, a lot of the emails that we received were uh, kind of copy and pasted templates, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, folks using the same language. And again, not 100% sure where that was coming from. But the message did come through pretty clear that, you know, time and time again, I can probably, you know, uh, 50 plus emails that use the exact same language around, you know, um, what about traditional family values? Like this goes against my, you know, um, all of this exclusionary language yeah. that just makes no room for um, the diversity and inclusive, like inclusive nature that we're talking about here that, you know, attracts that um, broader economic development business to mm -hmm. a place like Pierce County. Um, so that was something that I think, yeah, again, a little naively, I wasn't quite expecting the volume or, or that type of rhetoric. Um, and, you know, last week, I think before this was really on the radar more broadly, um, you know, with, uh, within the community and kind of just political discussions, like Thursday and Friday of last week, I think were, um, days where we exclusively had negative emails coming mm -hmm. in. Um, and we got a lot of, uh, really great, you know, really positive, uh, support both at the council meeting, um, over the weekend as well, but just to see the um, the amount of vitriol out there was was uh, a little definitely reason for pause. I would say, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I have um, a friend who has a child who's a trans child and um, her response, she was feeling profoundly uh, heartbroken over, over people being so comfortable saying hateful things about her child. And she was worrying about, you know, what does the future hold for my, for my son? And I think that that's the thing that, that people may not realize when they get sort of deep into these culture war type uh, battles is that, you know, you think you're talking about sort of theory, you know, what's a traditional family, what are, you know, my uh, values or my belief systems, but you're not, you know, you're really talking about someone's brother, um, a person, um, a person, and, you know, people who are LGBTQ, I mean, they have spent their lifetimes pondering, do I belong? You know, where do I fit? Will I find love? Will I find a place that accepts me? And all of these things, you know, it comes back. It's it's pretty cruel, actually. Mm-hmm. The, the affirmation's incredibly important. Um, I commented to, to Evan, you know, it, it, I was... I too was taken aback at the the intensity of the vitriol and yeah. the quantity. People who took the time to to write in and and then call into the mm-hmm. meeting. We're still in these Zoom meetings. Soon moving to in person, um, but you know that someone took the time, especially on the negative side, took the time to do all that. It it. So I, I reflected on that, and then the the intensity on the inclusive side, the pro LGBT inclusive mm-hmm. side, the elation and the how how important this was. So, you know, reflecting on that, I, I said, you know, we're not changing county code here. You know, right? We're, we're yeah. going we're, we're to have some more su- quote-unquote substantive things we're mm-hmm. working on that will be changing county code around inclusive gender markers, for example, on mm-hmm. county forms mm-hmm. and uh, criminal justice system. And so, so we'll be working on some quote-unquote substantive issues. So I said, well, how is something that's quote unquote not substantive a proclamation a statement yeah. why is this bringing folks out of the woodwork and my conclusion last night after reflecting on this was words matter mm-hmm. symbols matter words matter affirmation matters in, in in fact it might be the only thing that matters or to have your government say we value you we mm-hmm. see you we see you as a human and that that statement from your government is a big big deal even if it doesn't change the county code one iota right and it's interesting because i mean from my perspective that is the whole point of the proclamation right and i think what was again surprising with the constituent outreach was that a lot of what we were receiving was you know um pretty pretty stark claims of like, you know, the LGBTQ movement is indoctrinating children, like, you know, all of this stuff about like, you know, you and the movement that you represent, like, um, is in favor of like, you know, men being in like women's bathrooms and, and like, you know, um, you know, teenage boys competing in women's sports. Right. So it's this, this kind of, um, Again, that's not that. I mean, if if folks want to read the proclamation, like it's, it's it is really what Ryan's talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's it is words of affirmation. It's really recognizing that um, our county can and should be um, representative and inclusive of all folks in Pierce County. And so, to just kind of, I mean, I think the degree to which the debate 
the debate, quote unquote, um, around these issues concerning the LGBTQ community um, and that they, you know, the arguments against always manifest in these kind of like, you know, culture war narratives mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. see in kind of like the national news, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is disappointing because that's not none of none of that is was in the proclamation. Uh, the proclamation, to Ryan's point, was simply to recognize and uplift um, from a official official county government perspective the LGBTQ community. Right. Um, and so that was also a little bit perplexing, I would say, yeah. uh, to see that that so involved with those constituent responses. Yeah, I mean, we are experiencing, you know, nationally everywhere, this um, level of, um, it's a, it, it, I mean, it's not new, but this sort of um, focus on sexuality and, uh, and identity seems to really touch um, off a feeling of um, threat for a lot of people, maybe people who don't know anyone who, you know, has, is trans or has gone through um, this change. And I, but, you know, there's no way to uh, compassionately address the issue. I mean, I will be the first to say, you know, this is just nonsense, right? It's just nonsense being used to, you know, to ratchet up everyone's hate and fear and worry, and we don't need to deal with that. But I will say this, you know, for, for someone who is truly confused and and may not understand what's happening, not having the dialogue, not having safe places where you can have discussions, not having a sense of love and appreciation surrounding these issues means you'll never understand You'll, because no one will ever trust you enough to enough to say, you know, I always felt inside that something was disconnected with the way I look on the outside, and I'm finally able to bring myself into alignment. I mean, the stories that people tell are so profoundly impactful that I, I actually feel sorry for people who don't listen, who don't know folks who are going through all of these issues and, you know, trying to be their, be their most honest. Mm-hmm. I'll just say here quickly that I think one of the things that I really have appreciated um, in working with Ryan and, you know, being a member of the LGBTQ community myself is that, you know, it's so important to have folks like Ryan on the council, um, you know, living their lives Mm -hmm. out and proud uh, as members of the LGBTQ community. Last week, uh, we filmed a video with uh, Senator Randall Mm-hmm. Speaker Jenkins, uh, Manny Santiago, who's the executive director of the Washington State LGBTQ Commission in the governor's office, and Marsha Botzer, who, um, you know, Ryan goes way back with and is uh, in a phenomenal um, community advocate. Um, you know, can't say enough good things about Marsha. But the the degree to which that has an impact on, um, you know, any kid, any anyone really that is, you know, tuning into that council meeting, uh, following along with the type of work um, that folks like Ryan are doing is huge. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I feel lucky here in Pierce County that we have a decent amount of our uh, legislative delegation, mm-hmm. folks in local government. Um, Kristen Ang, you know, called right. in to, uh, yesterday as well um, with the Port Commission to, to help to testify and um the amount that that does and the amount that that visibility and representation um, in local government and state government is is uh, can't be overstated. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that 
I think I look for a lot um, and am very lucky to uh, have the opportunity to work with somebody like Ryan um, as he prioritizes this on the council. Yeah. I mean, I think when you were uh, when you were young, Ryan, did you have people that you could look up to that you thought, you know, I see this person and I can see the path ahead of me? No, not, yeah. a, not at all, actually. I grew up in a, a Catholic family, yeah. um, grew up he- hearing all of the negative stereotypes and making fun of gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, n- n- I can't recall a positive role model or a positive real experience. I got mm-hmm. all the diff- I got all of the messages yeah. to the contrary. My, my parents and my family, my older brother now are have thankfully evolved big time mm-hmm. and understand how um, their words and actions in uh, years ago have hurt myself and likely others. Um, and they've evolved big time. Mm-hmm. And I have a very loving and affirming family, and I'm mm-hmm. very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But you sort of had to chart your own course. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, there was no there, there was there wasn't that um, Laurie Jenkins to yeah to to see. Yeah, well, and I think if you think back, you know what a difference it would have made if you had had some people that you could look at and you could say, you know, they're happy. And they're living great lives and they're doing great things in their community. I mean, it, think of what a difference that would have made to you. And you'll realize what a difference you are making yeah. now to kids. I probably would have came out earlier. Sure. You know, wouldn't have had eight, nine, ten years of intense internal struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard, It's huge. Hard, it's huge, yeah. And so that, again, sort of hearkening back to why this messaging, as you say, words matter, why this messaging of – we get you, we see you, we love you, you are an important part of our community, is really critical. And I am um, I am really surprised. I am really surprised. I mean, I, sometimes you say, yeah, I'm surprised when you're not really surprised. <laughs> but I kind of am surprised because to me it's like, you know, this was low-hanging fruit, right? This was the easy feel-good, as you say, the feel-good proclamation, you know, saying good for you. Uh, county employees, good for you, county residents. Let's all gather together and celebrate our achievements. And so when you have uh, elected leaders who can't even agree on the low-hanging fruit, what do you do? I I read in the um, News Tribune today, they have an editorial, a good one, Mm -hmm. I think, about whether we can expect to see the pride flag hanging over the county building. Mm -hmm. And their answer is nope, nope, because... The county executive has decided, again, one of his new rules is that he also won't do anything about changing the flags from the official flags, which is the United States flag, the state of Washington flag. And they've been, you know, it's been official that you fly the missing in action POW flag, you know, for a long, I mean, that POWs, when I was a kid, um, the Vietnam War was on and that's where that sort of springs from mm-hmm. and it's it's I won't say it's not relevant today, but I will say it's really kind of an artifact of its time. Um, but those are the only flags that um, Bruce Dammeyer will see flying over the county building. But probably the Seahawks flag too. Oh, the Seahawks. Well, of course the Seahawks. <laughs> I'm a big flag. Seahawks fan, for the record. But but, I, but if you're going to make an exception <laughs> for the Seahawks, then I think really you've kind of said flags don't actually matter, right? That we do different things for different things that we're celebrating. Yeah, and the, these symbols absolutely matter. Uh, again, that uh, what 
you know, we made the request, uh, the, the Democratic majority made the request to the county executive, not really asking permission, just kind of saying, who who do we talk to? We don't know. Oh, putting who, the flag. Yeah. Who's, the, yeah, who's the human we talk to that mm-hmm. we give the flag to and we can have a, a little ceremony? We were not really asking permission. Mm-hmm. It took them a week to respond and make up this policy, this ad hoc, non-governmental um, policy. Yeah. And for the record, right, not asking to replace the American flag or mm-hmm. the Washington State flag at all. This would fly below mm-hmm. those flags like it does at Tacoma City Hall and lots and lots of other institutions. Lots and lots of other places. So, yeah. um, you know, we're going to take another run at it. We're likely going to um, change the policy. We're going to remind uh, the county executive that he's not the policymaking body Good. of the county government. The county council is. And so the, the county code is silent and absent on non-governmental flags. So we'll create new county code that uh, is more common sense and straightforward ab- about this. Good. I'm glad. But I guess the question I have is, how do you how do you move forward now? So this was supposed to be pretty much a straightforward process, something that reasonable people probably would not have a great uh, deal of concern about. And it turned into something else. So now you are continuing on. You are a gay man and you are an elected official on the county council. And your colleagues, one voted no. You know, actually, I disagree with this proclamation. Two didn't take any action. They abstained. But you need to continue to do business with them. So how do you do that, Ryan? You know, the 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 two abstentions, again, you know, we had a, a lot of back and forth and a lot of, I think, really positive conversation. The, the abstentions, I guess I count as a little bit of a victory. We mm-hmm. moved them from no to abstention. Yeah. Uh, as you know, Evelyn, you're a big, you're a student of government, like I am. Um, you use an abstention in in elected office when you have a conflict of interest, mm-hmm. not when you just don't want to take a side. Right. Um, but be as it, be it as it may, uh, uh, one of the things moving forward uh, in working with um, my colleagues, one of them is I'm, and I've started this, and I'm going to continue to do it. I think it's really important is to. Respectfully challenge, especially people like Hans Iger and Dave Morrell, the the, mm-hmm. the two um, the two abstentions, who who I think did struggle. I think maybe mm-hmm. years ago they would have been an automatic no. Mm-hmm. Today they were an abstention. Again, maybe mild progress, but mm-hmm. I I'm going to continue to challenge them um, and remind them they're elected leaders. It, remind them that um, you you know the the extreme conservative base uh, of yours that tries to fold all of this into cancel culture and critical race theory. And uh, we heard all of those words Mm -hmm. during this debate that it's your job as a leader to denounce that and to push back. Otherwise, the extremeness of your party is going to take over your party. And that's not good for you. And that's not good for anyone. So you being silent and um, or, or saying, oh, I hear both sides, mm-hmm. that false equivalency, co- mm-hmm. complete false equivalency. Mm-hmm. You cannot give power to the extremeness of, of, of the radical right um, here. And it's your job as an elected leader to, to push back, to mm-hmm. lead, to call out what exactly this is about and what this is not about, um, and, and, and to push back. You, you, you're, you, you owe it to to your constituents to do that. So that's the kind of conversation I'm going to have with folks like Dave and Hans. 
Um, and we're going to continue to move forward. There's a lot of work to do um, in the criminal justice system around um, a, a lot of issues uh, yeah. around race and other marginalized communities like LGBT folks. Um, how the criminal justice system serves marginalized communities is a is a big part of what we're going to be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many other things that uh, that it, county government needs to catch up on in order to be way more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Do you think strategically has this changed? Does this change at all your um, preference for? Because I think you tend to be a very collaborative leader, and you like to try to figure out how you can find you know, win-win outcomes for your for yourself and your colleagues, even if they see the world differently than you do. Does that still work for you? Or do you think this sort of thing makes you feel like, forget that, I'm just going to move down the road? There are, uh, it, there are some things where, um, you know, we're not going to compromise on our values. Like we didn't compromise on this when say, when some said, hey, you don't have unanimity on this. Can you please... Um, make it go away. You know, we said absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my style is to be highly collaborative, to go the extra mile, to try to listen to others. Like on this proclamation, we went through mm-hmm. five drafts. So, so that my, my tendency is to be highly collaborative um, on on some things. You know, we're just going to move forward if if we can't mm-hmm. bring others along, but we're going to work like heck to bring them along. Include their. The other side's good thinking as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm working with Dave Morell and setting up the county's first equity committee so that we have citizens who are advising the county on diversity, equity, and inclusion. We don't have a policy on diversity, equity, and inclusion, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of the human infrastructure that goes into making the county government and all of its services, budgeting, policies more culturally competent, none of that exists. So... Um, again, working with Dave Morell, a Republican colleague, um, we're co-sponsoring the first ever equity committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I made a lot of compromises and changes in order to bring him along because I'm. I really think working on equity should not be a partisan issue, and we got it. If we're going to make really substantive strides, um, we got to make equity issues, race issues, way way less partisan. And yeah. so I, I'm interested in the movement. Um, in, in moving forward and making advances and, and trying to make as much of this nonpartisan as possible. Okay, good. Well, and Evan, sort of as a, a staff person working for the county council, how do you feel about this? I mean, do you feel that I hate these people now or do you feel like, okay, I, you know, I understand what was going on here. I can find a way to work uh, with folks. Yeah, no. So to answer your question, no. I, I didn't think you people, did. But, um, I, Although there must have been a moment because <laughs> no. I would have had a moment. <laughs> One thing I did do is I did bring my uh, – I have two little pride flags that I normally keep at home but are now in the office. Very so, good. Um, that's, that is one thing that I've done. But I think to Ryan's point too, like, you know, I think I think the more important thing is really doing the work to try to bring folks along. I think, you know, it is a staff environment. Um we all have to work closely together. We all share mm-hmm. the same offices, right? Um, our office is right next to uh, Councilmember Zeiger's office. Um, so we, you know, these are people that we uh, will continue to work with. Um, and so I think from from my perspective, um, I think uh, Chair Young uh, in his comments yesterday said it really well. I think like what our job is um, and what Ryan's job is as a leader is to, um, I think, Chair Young said something about like, well, you know, if I wanted a weather vane, you know, to decide where, 
you know, I need to vote. Um, I'm not going to do a poll because mm-hmm. there are times in leadership where um, you kind of have to take the 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 feedback that you're getting from your constituents. Um, and you have to decide whether or not that is in line with your values and the direction that you think that the county should move forward. So I think from our perspective, um, collaboration is kind of always the answer to um, even if it's baby steps, right, going from a no vote to an abstention. Um, that is really the way that progress is going to be made, um, especially for a council uh, and a county government that has been uh, majority Republican, at least on the council, for mm-hmm. quite a while. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for that that change. Um, I think it's been really exciting to see how, you know, Ryan and Janny and Derek and Marty have come in and how they are um, using the majority, um, you know, we had a great example of that last night, right, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that folks in Pierce County know that their government cares about them and recognizes them. So I'm excited to see more of that. I am excited to continue working with other staff um, collaboratively, hopefully. Um, But like Ryan said, I think it's a balance between working collaboratively, knowing when, you know, is not the time to compromise values just for the sense of collaboration and and kind of moving forward uh, together as much as possible. Good. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about, okay, How are we celebrating Pride? Because there is so much to celebrate. Hi, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma. And I've been a customer of TAPCO Credit Union since I was a kid. Really, my parents set up a savings account for me, and I've had that account with them ever since. In fact, my first credit card wasn't from a big banking conglomerate. It was from TAPCO, and I still have that too. What I appreciate about TAPCO is that they are intensely local. Just like Channel 253, TAPCO keeps its focus on just Tacoma and Pierce County. They have easy to reach locations in the Tacoma area, and when I don't want to drive, I just use online banking. And they still help parents teach their kids good savings habits. The Moolah Kids Club teaches kids about savings, not only through interest on their money, but with special prizes like cupcakes and discounts at local attractions. So if you want to help your kids start a savings account the same way my parents did, check out our local credit union at tapcocu.org. My thanks to TAPCO for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. Hi, we're back. So before we get into talking about all of the things to do for Pride, and I got to tell you, I've got a big list here. Um, If you are not yet a member of Channel 253, I hope you will consider joining us. It is $4 a month or $40 a year. You get access to all of our podcasts, a few member perks, such as the Off the Record podcast hosted by Doug Mackey, our producer, and um, a great Slack channel for community engagement and discussion. So I hope you will consider joining us. My partner and I love being members of Channel 253. Good. Uh, Sean has a little, my partner, Sean, has a little bit more of a flexible schedule than I do, uh, works from home, uh, very busy, but, but works from home and often listens to your podcast bef- before I do, usually days. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we love it. And it's the easiest $4 that come out of our bank account. Yeah. My bank got every, 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 every month. I think it, yeah. I mean, I have to say we've been, there's some really great work that Nate Bowling has been putting out per usual too. He's got some excellent discussions coming up on critical race theory and, um, it's just, uh, it's always something interesting. 
So I'm glad to hear that. So let's talk about pride. Um, this year, we're kind of coming out of our shells and back into doing some things in a group and some things virtual. So what what's sort of the what sort of the theme of Tacoma Pride this year? Yeah, you know. Um... The, the theme is just that coming, you know, coming out from uh, the, our entire society for public health reasons, needing to um, needing to be quieter mm-hmm. uh, and and more solo for so long. You know, uh, Troy Christensen, the executive director of the Rainbow Center, the, the Rainbow Center is the lead producer of Tacoma Pride Festival, which is mm-hmm. a multi-week festival. Many faith and arts and culture and nonprofit communities. Uh, participate and partake in lead events. The Rainbow Center is the uh, the overarching lead producer. You know, I, I think first of all, it's it's it's. I often have to remind myself why pride. Why the, why that word pride? Yeah. Where, where does that come from? What are we about to celebrate? And so, just to the 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 shortness on that, and and Troy reminded us about this last night when he. Prov- provide a testimony to accept the proclamation on behalf of the LGBTQ community, um, along with Stella Keating, by the way, uh, amazing young transgender woman who uh, testified before the United States Congress. And was just recently at the White House. Mm-hmm. The first transgender teenager ever to testify in front of the United States Congress. But I digress. Um, so we, we say pride in the LGBT community um, around the world because it it is um, really about getting away from generations of being in the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. Generations of being ashamed. Yeah. Culture, media, politics, family, religion send countless signals for generations to be ashamed. You're, you're not worthy. You're, you have dysphoria. You're different. You should be ashamed. So we use the word pride because we've come out of that. It's the opposite of being in the shadows, the opposite of being ashamed. That's, that's where pride comes from, um, for, for many of us. And so uh, I, that's, I love the word pride and mm-hmm. it's one of my, it's like Christmas for me. Cause I, I, I love the celebration, um, to bring people together and to have our allies and the LGBTQ community feel accepted and, uh, to celebrate. So, uh, we're going to, uh, last year, because of the pandemic, we did not do one of my favorite events, which is actually raising the pride flag above Tacoma City Hall and what we call our Community Pride Awards. We give awards out to young folks, businesses, allies, um, uh, Lifetime Achievement Awards, about five awards that are given out every year. It's incredibly meaningful, the mix of people every year astounds me. And I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. The, the stories of these people and their contributions are phenomenal, an opportunity to lift them up for a little bit. Uh, so that's this Friday, uh, um, uh, Friday the 9th, 4.30 at the Little Park, just north of Tacoma City Hall. And, and we'll raise the pride flag at the end of that. Um, the the next day is the first ever virtual pride parade. So the Rainbow Center produced a virtual pride parade. Hopefully this is the last year. We'll be st- we're do- doing some programming uh, di- virtually like the virtual pride parade, uh, but some, some programming in person like the community awards and flag raising, 
The Mix, which is a local bar downtown, is having their annual block party. A couple thousand people usually come to that. You got to be vaccinated to come to the to the block party in person. But um, you know, Friday night after the Pride Awards, uh, Metro Parks and the Grand Cinema is hosting a free uh, free movie night at, at Wright Park. This mm-hmm. is a, a popcorn by. Grand Cinema. Thank you, Grand Cinema. Excellent popcorn. A fun movie, family-friendly movie at, at Wright Park, Friday night. Um, and there's all kinds of other events on TacomaPride.org. I know you got your dance card there. Uh, I do. So, Evelyn. yes, check out TacomaPride.org. You can also go to the Rainbow Center website and get through it to that. So I went there earlier today to make a list. And, and I have to tell you, I am not anymore these days a party animal, but... A lot of you are. So get ready. July 7th, that's today, Tacoma Pride Pre-Funk at the Alma Mater rooftop, 6 p.m. Be there. Pride Walk starts. That's sort of a self-guided tour around Tacoma. July 8th, tomorrow, Roll and Grind at Skate World Tacoma, 8 p.m. If you're a skater, that should be awesome. On the 9th, yes, we have both flag raising at the Tacoma Dome at 10.30 a.m., uh, there's vaccinated with pride, which I'm not sure that is, but I think they're providing vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Um, community Pride Awards, 4.30 p.m., as you mentioned. Uh, City Council will do its proclamation. Uh, on the 9th, that's Friday, movie in Wright Park, Saturday Church. I don't know that movie, but that'll be fun. It's supposed to be really good weather. 9 p.m., Wright Park. And Glamazon Prime. At Alma Mater Rooftop, 8 p.m. I think that's a drag show. It looked really, really, really good. Um, on the 10th, virtual parade. Block party at the mix at from noon to 2 a.m. It's a long block <laughs> party. Uh, points of pride around town. You can find out more about that at the Rainbow Center website. Uh, Stride with pride, which I think is a self-guided tour. Um, July 10th and 11th this weekend, you have pride at Northwest Trek and pride at the zoo. On the 10th, Love Winds Festival at Emmanuel Presbyterian Church, a Liberation Drive at the Rainbow Center. July 11th, there's an interfaith service and gathering at Todd Field at UPS from 3 to 4.30 p.m. And this is like, here's a highlight, Rainier's Pride Night. That's the baseball. Stella Keating is throwing out the first pitch. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I so saw exciting. that today. <laughs> yeah. So tickets. you can get tickets. We are Tacoma.com slash pride. 6 p.m. Stella throws out the pitch. July 15th, Pride Party at TAM, the Tacoma Art Museum, 5 to 8. July 17th, Big Hat Brunch, which sounds really fun, but it's virtual. Mm-hmm. So last year, hopefully. I think that one is going to be fabulous, but even better if it was in person, maybe next year. And July 26th on the green, Tacoma Lawn Bowling Club, 3 to 7. So those are just the ones that I was able to find today, which means basically the whole month is full of fun things to do. And I have to tell you, I mean, I really look forward to the Pride Celebration coming back in person next year because it is, um, okay, the best music, period. (laughs) Uh, everyone is there having a great time. The kids are having a great time. Um, it's one of those places where every kid can get their face painted and wear fairy wings. And, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful. It is. And it's, it's beautiful wonderful. to see. Yeah. The smiles are 
You can't buy them. They're no, great. no, it's it's wonderful. So if you are around in Tacoma this month, get out, celebrate, remember how important this is. Remember the example that you're setting for the future use, um, and have fun. Yeah. Happy Pride, Evelyn. Happy Pride, Ryan. Happy Pride, Evan. Happy Pride. And I guess my final thought on this one is Bruce Dammeyer, Dave Morrell, Hans Zeiger, Amy Kruver, come on out to Pride this month, guys. Go to a drag show. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to go to a drag show or go to something at Alma Mater or go to the Mixed Block Party and look around at people who are happy and healthy and loving their lives and be proud of everything we have around us because, you know, we live in a very great place. And part of it is because we take care of each other, we believe in each other, and we raise each other up. Yep. The diversity makes us stronger. Absolutely. Diversity makes us stronger. It's a community. we got to support each other. I hope they do. I'm not going to hold my breath, but maybe next year if we keep working on it. Any final thoughts, Evan? Uh, Thank you for doing this. I think, um, you know, being able to have open conversations about the LGBTQ community, uh, to be able to see advocacy and action happen at a local government level where it hasn't happened before. Um, So much that's so important about folks feeling comfortable and feeling seen and heard and recognized is continuing these conversations. So I appreciate the the opportunity to, to be here today and talk about it. Good. Ryan, any final thoughts? Yeah, my final thought is pride very much still matters. Uh, we, we saw from the vitriol and the hundreds of emails um, that uh, there are still folks who we got to bring along. I, I'm saddened for the kids in those folks' lives who many of them are not getting the signals of affirmation and love that I think they deserve. And I just really hope folks realize that their words matter um, and what, what they say to their, to their kids and their family and their friends absolutely matters. So, you know, it's, uh, the, the need for pride has, has not gone away. Thank you for helping us tell the story about why it very much still matters. Happy to. So for those of you listening, if you have thoughts on this show or ideas for future episodes, shoot me an email, truetacoma at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at true underscore Tacoma. Thank you. Did you know Channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. Crossing Division is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Art Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Gimme the Mic. This is Channel 253.